episode 19. 19? We're really close to 20. Episode 19 yeah. of the Coys Are Us podcast. I'm Joel. I'm in D.C. I've got Kimmy. She's in New York. Um, it's just the two of us for today, but we're going to hold it down. Uh, Kim, we're just coming off a win. We're coming off two wins, actually. Two wins on the bounce, <laughs> believe it or not. I haven't said I haven't said the words on the bounce since last season. Um, two wins on the bounce. We beat Brighton away on the weekend, nil one, and then we beat Frankfurt at home today in what was a nervier match than it probably should have been. Definitely. Tottenham three, Frankfurt two. So maybe we just start with <laughs> what we just watched because we're recording this <laughs> on uh, thir- uh, Wednesday night. So we we just watched the match. Um, yeah, it finished like two hours ago. So yeah. So I mean, it was a it was a crazy it was a it was a Tottenham Hotspur match. That's that's that was like it it had. It had the makings of being Spursy so bad. Like, oh yeah, we've seen that happen. Like that reminded me of um, not not because of the players, but like you remember that West Ham match? What was that last the Lanzini was that? screamer? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was like something like that. Like it just felt like something like that was gonna happen, and I was just oof. thankful when it was over. Um, but like I thought. I mean, we looked good when we played. When we actually played, we looked good. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like we've caused Frankfurt a lot of problems. Obviously, starting off the match, like what Eric Dyer did was indefensible. Like you, like that was just terrible. Like, it's like the first time I really talk of like looked at indefensible, Eric like, indefensible, and defenseless. <laughs> it's like the first time in a long time I've just looked at Dyer and I'm like, you shouldn't even be on the pitch right now because this is dumb um but it's funny because like, we were singing his praises it was like yeah. i was talking to a couple guys i went to the pub today and we were talking about like you know players not coming good yet people were talking about royale and like the idea that well you know he's only actually like 22 years old so it's like oh like people were basically saying oh like i didn't realize he was that young and like that kind of puts it into cons it puts him into perspective a little bit differently um, and then we started having conversations about like other players that like Ben Davis and people like Eric Dyer, who people were kind of over, but they've grown into better players. And and as we were singing Eric Dyer's praises in this <laughs> conversation, it was kind of like, except for the, except that, for the first half today. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he's usually pretty like, solid, except for the like, first half. today. Yeah, Guys are going to make a mistake here and there. It's just it was like literally just a heavy touch that you can't have in your own box it was like and to me it was more he just wasn't focused probably focused enough to control that ball and to you know like you have to understand as the center center back you can't make those kind of mistakes like it's you and then Hugo and if Hugo's out of position or you know if there are a couple of people that attack the box like they were very and they were very unselfish as well. So like Dyer made a mistake, but what like what they did off that mistake was very clinical. So like I, you know. Yeah, they were very measured is what I yes. recognize, uh, particularly in the first 15 minutes of the match. 
it kind of stood out to me because I felt like when we played them last week um, in Germany, they seemed pretty poor to me. Like, honestly, like I was not impressed by them at all. I think we should have and would have won the match last week if we were just better in the final third. But like, I think the only reason that game ended with the draws because they played even worse than we did. So to see them kind of come out and like you said, the goal was very clinical, like the way that they didn't panic. They saw the opportunity and they took perfect advantage of it. Um, going down a goal in the first 15 minutes, what are you thinking? Me? I was just thinking we have to score again. Like, I are you worried? I, no, I'm actually not, because I think the one thing that this team in general has showed is like if they get scored on, they'll try and score. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's often it's often like we're in these nil nil games and or at the 70th minute and then maybe we score one or maybe we get scored on that you find like okay that's the problem but if someone scores on us early like they're gonna go after we'll probably we'll probably score again like even when Arsenal in the Arsenal match they scored on us pretty early we scored we got a, we got a goal back like we will inevitably get a goal back and from there whatever happens happens and I so, think Chelsea scored first too yeah like I'm like, like honestly I think like getting scored on is not the end of the world for this team because what it does is it, it actually in wakes fact them up. I think Southampton scored first in the season opener <laughs> and then we scored there's four a, there's a that's what I'm saying like getting scored on early especially wakes the team up where they're like yeah. all right we can't just sit here and sit on our own box we actually have to do stuff and so what you saw was we got scored on and it didn't like turn over as quickly as I thought it would, but we got a goal out of like off the run of the play. Like that was just came for like, I feel like a lot this season, his through balls have not been hitting and he like, he hasn't been getting sunny into as much space as he had previously. Yeah. He got sunny into a lot of space with that pass. S- some and of that is on sunny. A lot of it is actually, I, 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 you know what? I will say that, too. I will just say to, that just too. to be fair. Like a lot of people have been saying like, oh, Sonny and Kane have both been not playing up to their standard this year. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of true. But like Kane has still been doing Kane, Kane things like yes. let's not put yeah. them in the same category because Kane is still bagging goals pretty much every time he steps on the pitch. And Sonny's turning the ball over in the final third. So like it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same situation. That's true. That's true. Let me let me uh, let me walk that back a little bit. Um, but it was a good pass. And, and we'll talk run. about Kane later because there's plenty of Kane <laughs> to talk about for today. It was a good pass. It was a good run. Um, and it was a, it was a good goal. Like Sonny put that in the only place that he could put it um, around the keeper right into the bottom left corner. So uh, overall, just good move, good finish. And then um, it felt like Jose ball. Like when we saw them linking up every weekend, it reminded me <laughs> yeah. of that. Like, oh, this is this is empty stadium spurs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then so from there, it it honestly didn't feel like Frankfurt were ever really gonna score much after that. Cause it felt like the team actually woke up and I started to see us get more possession of the ball. And then um like we we had a couple shots, we got into the box. Like Sonny potentially could have had a penalty. Kane ended up getting a penalty. Yeah. Um, 
And then from there, I don't, like think that the, sun, I don't think there's really much in that sun one, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that sun getting into the box in a way yeah, that, like, yeah, right. Like we true. had somebody might have put their hand up for two penalties. When can we say that? Like that was us. We we just had way more about us. Um, even like Rashardson was getting into good positions. Like guys were just picking up the ball. Yeah, I liked him moving. today. They were just picking up the ball and they were moving and trying things and being adventurous and not being so passive with the ball. Um, Why do you think we don't see that on weekends? Because we've seen them see. play that way against Frankfurt in the in the reverse fixture. Um, yeah, but we also saw them like I, I, the thing is is like Frankfurt. I like they're poor in certain areas, but if if they get the ball to the final third, then they'll like cause a problem. Yeah. Um. Like they're they're attacking midfielders, the two that were um supporting the striker. I thought were both really really good. Um. They just weren't getting the ball. And once they were able to get the ball and run at us, I feel like that's when they caused us problems. Yeah. I mean, I also wasn't too worried when we went down early. Um, it was kind of like, yeah, we have to actually like go forward now. Like we can't do what we typically do, which is kind of just like muck the game up and, and give away possession. And so um once we scored quickly, it was kind of like all right, cool. Like now we can keep attacking. We can actually try to win this game. I felt like we might leak a weird goal, um, which is why I predicted two one. Uh, we ended up leaking two weird goals, but like, yeah, I wasn't too concerned about that because I feel like, like you said, we've, we've gone down in games and we've come back and win them, um, won them this season. And also I just feel like we're just a better side than Frankfurt. And I think we, um, I, I'm pretty confident in the way that we can step up and play at home. Um, yeah. So that was another part of it that I was just like, yeah, this is this is not a team that's going to like go go on and smash us three. No, like they just don't have that in them. And so um, we got the goal. And then there was a penalty. Yes, um, there was Kane steps to the spot. Well, at first, actually, it seemed like the penalty might not happen. Uh, the ref then, called no penalty, and then I think yeah, the, VAR the VAR ref started talking to, to him in, in the microphone, um, and then he he changed his call and gave the pen. Um, and then maybe like what five six minutes later, we continue to attack. Hoybier sends in a ball to Sonny that just mid air one time volley bang back of the net. Two goals in what thirteen minutes? Uh, oh no, thirteen minutes was uh, was the the hat trick. I think it was two goals in fifteen or sixteen minutes today. Uh, so he's got about uh, all five goals in the span of like thirty minutes of game time, <laughs> and nothing outside of that half hour, Yay. which is interesting. Um, interesting. But yeah, like at that point, you're feeling pretty good. Okay, we're at home. We're playing a team that's already knows that they're not better than us. But as they always say, the day, most dangerous game. lead in football is a two-goal lead. Um, but we're still not really worried because then in the second half, um, someone gets two yellows in the span of like three minutes. Yeah, what it is is like they really couldn't contain us. They kept picking up like yellow cards. <laughs> yeah. Guys kept picking up yellow cards. Um, 
And so I just, I just assumed like we went up. I was like, yeah, that's it's about to be a four, one, a five, one. Like mm-hmm. I could have easily seen us score five goals. I would say their keeper was really good as well. Um, he had a, he had probably had like three or four really, really good saves. Like, yeah. So, and Hugo had um, a few too, which he seems to do pretty much every, every game now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think after the second yellow and it's like, okay, we have a two goal lead and now we're playing 11 V 10. Like we should we're definitely going to score at least four goals, if not five. Yeah. That didn't happen though. Um, why not? Well, I think so. I think if Conte stuck with, um, I'm trying to, like, he made a bunch of changes. And to me, it was just like he was putting in a bunch of people that haven't played that much. Like, Skip has only had, I don't know. But he didn't make the changes right after minutes. the red he car. Didn't, but he didn't make the changes right after the red car. But up until, up until the changes started to to happen, I felt like we were attacking. Like we weren't giving up a ton of chances. Like I felt like up until the changes started happening, I I just assumed we'd score another goal. Like I was like, based on how we're playing, we should score another goal against eleven. I'll take it and, even a step further. I feel like we should have been been trying to score another goal because yes. for me, um, not only is it about being at the top of the group. Um, it's also about goal differential, which in Champions League probably doesn't really matter. But above all, like, I think it's about boosting the, the team's confidence as well. Yeah. Like when sure. teams score a lot of goals, they feel better about themselves. They feel better going into the next match because it's like, oh, yeah, like we can actually score on other teams when we feel like it. Um, And I think when you look at like super dominant teams, whether that's city of the past five years or Liverpool of the past, I guess, five years as well. um, Some of the, like the messy uh, Barcelona teams. And like when you have a team up against the ropes, you have to just batter them because that's how you basically prove that like, this is the difference between me and you. And if you're going to give me rope, I'm going to take all of it. And I feel like we didn't really do that today. And it was a little disappointing because it it makes me feel like we're not at that place yet where we're ready to like really step on people's necks. Um, We did it against Leicester, but that was really just kind of fluky and Sonny scoring three. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, I think the piece that's still missing for me is like, yes, we got the three points, but. But you could still say we could have scored five goals. (laughs) That's true. That's true. It's like That's true. when it all was down to it, that was like a penalty that Kane scores what ninety seven out cannot, of a hundred times. Listen, like, I cannot remember the last time I saw Kane miss a pen, and he's missed. Well, two he missed this one. Year. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, he missed two this year. So, so it's like for me, him stepping to the spot is automatic, <laughs> and he's missed twice this year. I can't remember the last time I saw him miss a penalty before this season, like twenty eighteen probably. Like, so it's like that's something that we need to just keep an eye on because eye on. Yeah. if he misses three, then it's now it's and now it's a thing. Mm-hmm. So we just got to just keep an eye on that because he's still going to continue to be the guy. You're not giving it to anyone else. Um, But I think you might. I don't know if you have that conversation if he misses a third. 
I don't know. That's that's it like, seems almost sacrilegious to not have him take penalties, but like if he misses three, I don't even want to talk yeah, about it. I don't even want to talk about it. He's not gonna, um he's not missing anymore. Let's just say that. <laughs> I think the thing that even bothered me most, since we're not talking about that anymore, is the play after that. <laughs> yes. Like that that might have bothered me more than the missed penalty, which sounds crazy. But like, why don't you play the ball, bro? <laughs> what was he doing? Like, Brian Hill was in like acres, acres of, space. of space, acres of space. Like, bro, I know he's a good enough finisher to tap that in. Like, I know my dude is a good enough finisher to tap that in. Also, like, Harry's arguably, probably, definitely the best passer on our team. Yes. So that's the other part where it's like, you're the guy that we want to have the ball in that situation. <laughs> and he yeah. doesn't play it's, it for whatever reason. He, he doesn't play. And then when he plays it, he plays it too high because that could have still been, that could have still like, yeah. if he didn't play it right away, he wanted to uh, survey the, the, the situation. If he would have played it to, on the ground, that's also probably a tap in. Yeah. I don't so, know why like, he lifted the ball at all. I'm like, do you see who's attacking this ball? It's not Richarlison. He's not 6-1. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make sense. It's the Brian ball that he Hill. played didn't make any sense. It's Brian Hill. Maybe this is Kane saying you shouldn't have took those guys out, but <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it it was it was a disappointing ending, but you can easily just I honestly can just easily get over it because we won. So it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. We're, I mean, that's ultimately we, what matters. We, we win against we win against Lisbon in a couple weeks. We're top of the group. We're going through like, boom, that's it. Yeah. So we are. We're currently top of the table with seven points uh, with a one point lead over Marseille and Sporting, who both are on six points. Frankfurt's on four. So technically, any of these teams could advance. Yeah, um, it's a very, very tight group. It's like technically any team could advance. But if we win at home against Sporting in two okay. weeks time, um, that puts us at 10. Marseille and Sporting still have to play each other. So somebody's going to drop points between them. Mm -hmm. You you think if you get 10 points, you're pretty much safe to go. And that's like the general rule around Champions League anyway. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, there's. We still have, like you said, at home. I just you you feel a lot more confident. So, um, and and like we're in the driver's seat. The difference is yeah. if we had somehow managed not to win that game today, we would be on five points and in second place. Yeah. Or, yeah. So like, and actually, we an important one. We'd, we'd be in fourth place if we had draw that match because Frankfurt would be on seven points. So that's drew, they'd if, be on five. If we drew, they'd be on five. If they won, they'd be on seven. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah and we'd yeah. also be on five. So, so we would be we'd be, we'd be in third. Place. Yeah. So that's the difference. Um yeah, I mean I feel I still feel pretty good. I feel like we're starting to come together a little bit. Um you know for all of the poo-pooing about the the nil-nil draw a week ago i mean it wasn't a particularly entertaining match to watch that's evident there were chances that we had that we did not put away which was also frustrating but compared to how we played against arsenal and some of the matches prior 
Um, there was some improvement there that I don't think we could really appreciate in real time. Yeah. I think seeing like three matches where yeah, we had yeah. majority of the possession probably in all of them. Um, well, I know against Brighton, we more had more shots on. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, like I think we dominated like in the first 30, early. 40 minutes. Yeah, and then, that's true. And then it petered out that's from there. True. That is true. That was also a way. So it's like, you know, sometimes. No, yeah. And listen, like at this point, I'm not really. I don't know. I'm not that concerned when we give up possession or when we're not um, holding, you know, more than 40 percent um, because. Number one, we've proven that we can win that way. But number two, like I think the bigger thing for me is what happens when we do have the ball? Um, when we have the ball, are we playing like we played against Arsenal where we're turning it over in the final third? We're p- playing balls way ahead of people. We're playing balls too late. Like that's more concerning for me than us giving up possession. When we have possession, are we able to do something productive with it? Um, and, so and, like- I, and I think we did that today. And I think we did that um, for the past three matches, like you said. Yeah, so where I feel things have changed since Arsenal is that we're no longer playing like on our own box all the time. And I think that's been the most important thing is that we're spending more time in the midfield where we're turning the ball over more in the midfield than we had probably most of this year. We mostly have turnovers on the edge of our box or maybe like five yards ahead of that. Now we're doing all of that, like 10 more yards up the pitch. So it's one, it takes less passes. Two, defenses are usually a little more stretched in a different way because they're when they're trying to attack in that area, I feel like they're not as focused. You get a lot more focus when you're on your own box. So I feel like it's been easier for us to find each other with passes. Um, guys are not having to make as long of runs, which I think is also helpful, um, which allows them to get back faster. So I just feel like, us playing a little further up is helping both our offense and our defense. Cause we've only actually given up. Well, we gave up, we gave up two goals today, but that last goal, the I way mean, I look neither at it, one of those goals we should have given up. Any. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. But when um, you take out, when you take out Eric Dyer and you know, you, you, you go, you on corners, you know, it's not as good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, we are still giving up the odd goal. I, I wouldn't call our defense bad. Like I would have called it in previous years, um, but I wouldn't call it great either. Like, I think it's, it, it's goodish. <laughs> um, but I'm not giving our defense more than that. Like, I still think that we have more to prove. Um, I think because we play a defensive style, that can sometimes be confused with having a great defense, defense. but it's like, no, we sure. just play defense more than other teams do. Um, we do a good job at that, right? <laughs> like a lot of that is intentional, but we haven't, like you said, we haven't kept clean sheets for me to feel like we're an actual yeah. good defensive team. I think we just have a system that allows us to defend better than others. That is true. I would say that is true. Um, but yeah, so I, like in general, I think the game changed when the changes were made truly. Um, I think that's when things really fell off the rails. And they started to pick up more possession. Um, 
and and I really just look at it as like Lucas. This is like his first tr- real minutes this season. Yeah, that um, was good for him. Skip has only played a little bit. Hill has only played a little bit. So it was a bunch of guys who were just just kind of thrown in. Um, and like I said, when it was all said and done, we could have scored five goals. So um, I really. What do you What do you think of uh, Brian Hill? I think uh, he's a little too slight. I would say Conte's right about that. Um, He can get like tossed around, but when he does get the ball, you know, he's got tricky feet. He's a good dribbler. Um, He's a good presser, I would say. Um, So it's like he'd be great in La Liga. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. I think he could play in the Champions League. I don't think like the Champions League is above him. Like, I think he could play in the Champions League, but I think in the Premier League, he just gets, he would get bossed like consistently. Yeah. I mean, I feel the the same way. Like, I feel like a lot of um, fans have been like calling for him and, and I think getting a little hyped up off of, you know, the mixtapes. Um, <laughs> when I've seen him play in Europe and also in the Prem, um, obviously it's been limited appearances. But when I have seen him play, like you said, like it feels like he is just too small where he tries stuff, but it doesn't come off because he doesn't have the strength to hold the ball up or other players who are just bigger, stronger men are just like, get off the ball. ball. Yeah, like, get <laughs> off the ball. You're small. Yeah. Now it's mine. So that happens, I think, a little bit too much. Um, I did see... It's interesting because I feel like what excites us about Hill is the creativity. Um, I think sometimes he, like, overdoes the creativity where, like, he tries to do too much, um, where he yeah. goes for, like, the home run play instead of just like collecting the ball, collecting himself <laughs> and like, no, he's going to try to do the thing. Um, yeah. The thing is, is I, I was like, if Brian Hill was like, okay with being fouled regularly, guys will nip in on you. Just let them. <laughs> but he, he tries to be a little too tricky. Like you say at times. And, and that's um, the thing is like, if you're Brian Hill, you don't want to get fouled. <laughs> Cause you're tiny. That's, so that's the whole thing. <laughs> Like, you're not just um, going to be able to just eat fouls like a bigger player. But I'll say what he did do really well today was press. Um, and when he got the ball in a dangerous position, he created a penalty. Like, I, And that I was a really crazy play, too, because he, he did too much. He gave he the, ball the ball away. And then the other guy just gave the ball right back to him. Like, <laughs> Bro, what? Like, what? um thank you then he was like all right so you're gonna give it back let me try again (laughs) and at that point you're like oh brian hill just created a goal yeah um and then he didn't (laughs) then he didn't (laughs) then harry kane just disappointed us twice in the next three like he didn't i was like he skied it like he sissokled that ball you know so funny right before he (laughs) shot it i said um top bins left side (laughs) that's literally what i said I said, yo, watch, watch. Top bins left side. Oh. And um, that's the exact shot that he went for. <laughs> he did. He was trying to hit it. Just, um, you know, but he, yeah, it was not top bins. Put a little too, little, put a little too much under that one. Yeah. Nice. Um, held on to X too long. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Harry Kane still, for me, um, 
you know, I, I, I continue to sing this guy's praises. I know it's boring. I know it's not like super fun to talk about him versus like a Ollie Skip or Benton Kerr, but um, I just feel like some of the balls that he plays as a play, like I, I think everybody credits him as a goal scorer, but some of the other things that he does, whether it's like drawing the important foul or playing the post on a corner and getting the ball away. Um, and obviously his hold up play and making the pass. Like he's just so good at an elite level at so many different things that I feel like even though he's lauded as this great goal scorer, I think sometimes he's underrated as a footballer. Um, some of those plays, like he, he likes this play where he's kind of has the back to goal and the ball comes in from the defense and he like does this like one time ping over his left shoulder um, to the to the running winger or to Sonny or to Decky. And he did that earlier today at the match against Frankfurt. And I was like, how many players in the Premier League can play that ball? Like, I don't know if there's three. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he does that routinely where it's like, yo, he's he's not just a guy that bangs in goals. Like he's he's a baller. <laughs> like but, he's a, but you have to be someone who actually watches first to realize that. That's fair. Yeah. That's true. Like, but so people also, watch Harry Kane. He also is England's captain. Like people are watching Harry Kane play football. Right. Yeah, like it's they, not they they hate watch Harry Kane like. <laughs> honestly i think they hate watching him a, a lot of opposing teams fans really don't like harry kane like which i understand sense. like i get it if if yeah, i'm a fan but, of but, chelsea i'm not gonna i'm not gonna root for harry kane i'm gonna say harry kane but sucks. when he plays but when he plays for england i feel like they also don't root for him yeah i don't know i can't speak to that um but yeah i mean i just Obviously, the way that he ended this match was shocking. Um, him missing a penalty is like something I never expect. Um, but then that pass that he just did not perform well <laughs> at all. Like it was like it was almost like the play that you would expect like Sonny to make or Emerson, where it's like, oh, you just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but it's so like my my thing is should Kane have been the one that we did sub off is he tired <laughs> well you know who I thought was really was definitely gonna come off um I thought Sessignon looked completely gassed I was like yeah he, he needs he needs to come off and then when I saw some guys getting ready to sub in I was expecting number 19 to pop up and it just never did I was like okay um I guess Conte is gonna let him ride this out maybe that means we see Perisic on Saturday I don't know I assume we do see Perisic on Saturday for sure. Um, but yeah, you said like he Sessignon was guest, honestly. Yeah. And like, like the 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 winger on the right side, I think he played got well. replaced. And um he played well. I wanted him to finish that that one uh that one ball that came in. I think it was in the first half. Um because yeah. I really feel like Sessignon is a player that plays as good as he feels. Um, his confidence is up. He's a better football player. And so, like, I, I feel like for players like him, it's important to see the ball go in the, in the net um, every once in a while just to kind of, like, keep him 
up <laughs> for yeah. for lack of a better phrase yeah he's definitely been getting in good positions and i even feel like in the game against um brighton he had some good balls in to um Doherty. uh but he was a little rusty so he didn't put any of those away but i felt like in general in that game he played pretty well there's a couple times where he got skinned and i was getting a little annoyed in the first half but he he put a, a good game together when it was all said and done against Brighton. Yeah, well, I guess we could talk a little bit about the Brighton match, um, which uh, was a one goal win on the road um, at the Amex against uh, a Brighton team that's been playing really good football, just drew with Liverpool away at Anfield uh, prior to the match. And so, like, you're thinking this could be a tough one. And, um, yeah, we were able to to get an, a goal in the first half, and then and then kind of gutted out the win from there. Um, I think the big talking point going into the match was that he finally played the three five two that everybody had been clamoring for. Yeah, and I think for the money for the three five two, we looked pretty decent. Um, you know, obviously going into the match, everybody you know, had heavy hearts um, with the passing rest in peace of Gian Piero. Um, so that was, that was definitely tough. You can tell that guys were thinking about it. Um, but like you said, they, they gutted out the win um, away from home against a team that's what fourth in the table or yeah. they're now seventh, but they're now seventh, but they were fourth in the table. Um, a team that I think will fight to finish top seven for sure. So like, I think they're a good team. And from all accounts, the new coach that they got is also a fairly good coach. So I think they'll continue to be um, a pretty good team. Yeah, it would be nice to see Brighton play some European football. Um, That would be cool. Yeah, that would be good for them. This is the Khoisar Us podcast. We can be found on Twitter. You can reach out to us there. At Coys R Us Podcast. That's C O Y S R U S Podcast. Um, if you're feeling the show, if you've been listening it, listening to it for a while, if this is your first time, um, reach out, hit us up, let us know. Um, and yeah, if uh, there's anything that you'd be interested in hearing us talk about, I know we've been doing um, a lot of game recaps for the most part. Um, but we also have done some off the beaten path episode. I know we did one over the summer where we um, talked with Chelsea's wife about uh, Chelsea's wife to Jesse's <laughs> wife, Chelsea, <laughs> about uh, sports psychology. Day. Yeah. And so, like, I think we. Um, we'd definitely be interested in doing some of that stuff, especially as we've got a big uh, international break for the World Cup coming up. Um, I think, you know, that might be a good opportunity to do some some other stuff that's that's maybe slightly Spurs or football related, uh, but maybe not. Um, so, yeah, if you have ideas, let us know. Reach out to us. Looking ahead, um, our next match is going to be this Saturday. Uh, we've got the late game on Saturday against Everton, and that's also going to be at home. Everton is currently 12th in the table. Uh, they have two wins and four draws, um, and they are coming off of, I believe, a loss after two consecutive wins. 
Um, they lost to United on the weekend after having beat West Ham and Southampton. So uh, what do we know about Everton? Um, what is their story uh, in terms of what makes them dangerous? And uh, should we have any concern at all about Saturday? All right. So what I know about Everton, which I the United match, I think, was the first match I actually watched of them this entire season. So I don't have much to say. Um, but from what I understand, they're a decent pressing team. They work hard. Um, Anthony Gordon will be suspended next match. Yeah, for sure. You got that accumulation of yellow cards and there's someone else who is also going to be suspended. I don't remember who it is. Um, there were, I think they had two players that were going to be suspended for the match. Um, but yeah, they seem to work hard. Um, Awobis, I thought he's looked pretty decent. I thought he looked decent against um, against United. Uh, I've heard a little bit about their new uh, defensive midfielder. Um, I think his name is Abadou Onana. Onana, yeah, I like that. Yeah, kid. he's 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 um he's from Belgium. So I think like uh, midfielder wise, they were like replaced. That's like Deli Ali was playing for them, and now they have an actual decent. Uh, midfielder to go along with them so i think Dang, it's a, a cool. bit of um i mean it's it's true and then <laughs> oh, they got man. they got they got back um adrisa ganagay who was at ps i think he was at psg for the last uh, few years um he left everton and then yeah went to psg and then came back to everton so he's a little older and i saw him like some of the stuff that happened in the in the man U match um he made a few mistakes so think he's you know if you if you press him you might you might make something happen but I think overall like they're um they've also like pretty much haven't had DCL the entire year so um, yeah I think he just came on yeah this weekend he played like 20 minutes I think so basically from what I've gathered is they're not a bad team like they were last year um they also got two new um defenders at center back Got Connor uh, Cody, Cody and James Tarkovsky. James Tarkovsky. So I feel like they're solid. They're like a solid team. They, I think they had the the best defensive record in the league. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah right now, um, Everton only has allowed only allowed nine, nine goals. goals. Uh, so and like, before yeah. the United match, that was seven. So they're seven. still uh, they're they're now tied for the least amount of goals allowed with uh, Newcastle and Brighton <laughs> and City. Yeah. And in cities up there as well um yeah that's interesting oh, yeah i feel like everton signed good players <laughs> they got some good players in um i also like dwight mcneil who came from burnley um so yeah i think they're just a better team than they were last year um i th- we should still beat them at home it's basically it as well but i think i think it's it's going to be a tougher test than after seeing after after not seeing them until last week and then looking into them, I was like, oh, okay, I can see how this will be a little harder than I expected maybe a week and a half ago. Um, so I think it'll be a good match. Um, and hopefully we have Kulisevsky back in the side. Yeah, that's big. Um, like I like you said, I mean Tarkovsky and Cody, um, in the back is is a nice is a nice pairing, but um. I think if if our guys are clicking, that's not anything that's going to 
make me any lose any sleep in terms of us being able to score goals um, up front. They've got the likes of Calvert-Lewin. They've got Neil Mope, um, who they signed this summer. They've got Dwight McNeil, like you said, Anthony Gordon's up there, Damari Gray. Um, they're nice players, um, but, you know, nobody that's, again, that I'm losing sleep over. I think that player would have been Calvert-Lewin if he were 100%, but um, he's kind of working his way back in. That said, like, I could completely see him scoring against us this weekend. <laughs> um, but like you said, they're just not on the same level as us, I think, especially when we play at home. Um we usually are able to maintain a certain standard that for whatever reason sometimes goes missing on the road. Um, I think our quality will carry us where we need to go and, and they don't pose enough of a threat up front. Um, so I'm actually going to go two new. Okay. Um, I am gonna go one nil actually. Mm. I think I think it'll be I, I think they're good enough defensively um that it will be tough. And I think Pickford has actually played from what I see pretty well this season. So I do think it will be tough to score against them, but I think we do have enough quality too. So I'll I'll go one nil. Yeah, I mean, I I wanted to like really go out there and and say like three or four, but I just I don't have enough confidence in us scoring more than two goals. I know we did it earlier today, um, but it feels like one of those things where like I don't, I'm not willing to commit to uh, Sun scoring <laughs> goals yet. Like I I need to see it more than like these random bursts of goals uh, <clears throat> that have happened like I said earlier, over the span of, of like 30 combined minutes. So, um, yes. so what yeah. I think is like, if we see Kulisevsky and Perisic play, I feel like be- better balls will be going. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So like I can, that's, and there's, can and there's no Royale again tomorrow. I mean, yeah, on Saturday. Exactly. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with my one nil, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if we do score more than that. And you know, as we'll be in Philly at the Fan Fest, I hope we do. Yeah, that should be a good time. Um, I had a buddy uh, at DC Spurs, uh, my friend John. He said it was great when he went. He went when uh, they were down on South Beach in Miami. Um, so he was showing me pictures of when he was out there. And he was like, yeah, you know, all the the crew is pretty accessible, especially if you get there early. Um, so, like, they're there taking pictures with fans. And he said, you know, all the fans are there with their gear on and people are swapping scarves from different clubs. And uh, I wish I had thought that I, I would have got I would have took more uh, more scarves with me. But, um, yeah, it should be a good time going out to Philly for the Fan Fest. It's a it's a great uh, event that, that NBC puts on for the American fans. And I think, you know, when I first started watching Spurs, it was maybe seven or eight years ago. Uh, it was the first year that Pochettino was coached, so whatever year that was. I remember it feeling a lot more niche, niche, um, where, like, you know, I might have to go to a bar and, like, ask somebody to turn the game on. And this is before I had started watching uh, matches with DC Spurs as well. Um, but even beyond that, like, I feel like fast forward however many years later, 
meeting other fans of Premier League um, is a lot less weird. <laughs> like it's a lot less random. Like it feels like yeah. you're seeing a lot more people that are into the game. Um, you're seeing a lot more uh, Premier League team kits around the city as people are walking around. You'll see it's... like all sorts of kits. Like I've definitely seen Southampton kits like in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So. I've seen, I've seen like, I've seen a Burnley kit. I've seen. I have seen a Burnley like, kit. I think like, it was a Tarkovsky, have, actually. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of different kits. So the the Premier League is definitely more accessible. It's definitely easier to find. Um, and honestly, going watching with supporters clubs is the way to go because it just you know, you commiserate, you celebrate. Definitely, highly, highly recommend. Uh, it is it is a much different experience than than sitting at home and watching it on your own. Um, so yeah, Everton on Saturday. We should be back with with the the full gang after that match to talk through it. Um, anything else, Kim, that I'm missing, or anything else to go over? Uh, you know, two wins on the bounce, going for three, hoping to keep bouncing. Okay yeah let's let's keep it moving it's a lot of matches coming up um yeah we were talking about this before we started recording um over the span of the next month before we stop for the world cup um it's about a month left of football and we've got nine matches in that time including a stretch of three matches in seven days so it's soon like at this point i think he has to actually make the rotations where it's like we've seen him be hesitant to do so, but still kind of having the space of three or four days between matches where he could kind of afford to do it. Um, I think like now we're getting to the point of the season where it's like, oh, you actually can't do this anymore. Like you're going to have to play the Ali skips and, um, you know, the Brian Hills and the, Eve Basuma's like you're just gonna have to play and, these guys. And honestly, like I was, I, that's that's why probably why Conte threw them in there because he was like they need time, they need minutes in their legs. Um, and it didn't go the way he probably thought it would. But um, I think that's probably why he ended up putting all of them out there is because he's like I'm gonna have to play these guys at some point, and they haven't had you know time on the ball with an actual defender trying to trying to get after them. So let me see, let me throw them out there. Um, and like in general, it was like that red card for Emerson, like required Doherty's start. So, you know, that, that should probably stay the same. They should, they'll probably rotate again. Um, and Doherty will play again, obviously this weekend. And then it'll be interesting to see who he plays against man United. Cause that will, be yeah. Emerson's third match. So I wonder I I'm not sure if he plays Doc two like two matches in a row like that. It'll be interesting. I don't think he's that. ready to do that yet, but I yeah, like yeah. you said, I guess we'll see. And uh we'll see if, if Kulisevsky comes back. Um I assume that he will play against Everton. I think it's just a matter of it does he whether start he or starts or yeah. yeah or if he comes off, off the bench. Um all right, well, we go again this weekend, and hopefully we uh, we get another three points, three games, three points. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.